Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways. I do some other stuff. But most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level, stay tuned for that post, and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. All right, friends, it's that time of year. The Grammys have come and gone, which means it is time for all the bottom feeding trash on YouTube, such as myself, to uh, make a video with their snarky take about why the Grammys suck, complain about the Grammys, that's what we do this time of year. And you know what? You know what? This time of year, it's going to be no different. This is my video where I complain about the Grammys. Sorry. I'm obligated by law to complain about the Grammys. That's what we do. That's what we do. Let's check it out via our friends at Loudwire. Let's check out the full coverage of the rock and metal winners list. And then we can talk about some of the uh, kind of uh, the reactions after that. I'm going to talk about not just the rock and metal stuff. There's some other things to talk about there, but I'll, I'll talk about that in particular. So the nominees here, the best rock performance was Brian Adams, So Happy It Hurts, Beck, Old Man, Black Keys, Wild Child, The Idols, Crawl, or sorry, Idols, not The Idols, just Idols. Oh, Dad, it's not the idols. It's just idols. Like, did you know that Ramones and Misfits don't have a the? It's not the Misfits or the Ramones. It's just Ramones and Misfits. But it sounds weird, right? Like, hey, did you see Ramones? Are you going to go see Misfits? <laughs> just feels weird. So I'm going to continue to say the Misfits, the Ramones. And uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Deftones and the Idols, too. I'm just going to do it. Nobody can stop me. You can't stop me. Anyway, Ozzy Osbourne featuring Jeff Beck, patient number nine, uh, Turnstile Holiday. And the winner was Broken Horses by Brandy Carlisle. I'll be honest with you. I thought that, uh, <laughs> I'm not joking here. I thought Brandy Carlisle was Brandy Norwood. I'm not joking. Like, cause I forgot Brandy's last name. I really thought it was Brandy Norwood. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. She won a, a rock. <laughs> she won a rock category. That's strange. <laughs> uh, turns out it is not Brandy Norwood. It is Brandy Carlisle. So I checked it out and I was like, well, why do I not know who Brandy Carlisle is? Like, uh, I don't, I don't understand. Um, and this is the song, which I was kind of surprised to find was even nominated for rock. Oh, well, my father's leather on the inside of my skin. 
It sounds like Yellowstone, right? I don't think it's bad by any means, but this reminds me of one of those songs like on Yellowstone when Rip, you know, has to do something really bad, like has to kill somebody, take him to the train station. And then he's like driving back to the ranch and like sort of thinking about what he had to do to protect Beth. And this song's playing, you know, while like the sunrise is in the background of his truck, you know, and he's like, I did what I had to do for the ranch. <laughs> it's not a bad song. It's just kind of like really not what I, I wouldn't call it rock um, necessarily. And as far as the other nominees, I mean, Turnstile is the one that I think a lot of people, at least that watch my videos, were wanting to win. Um, let's listen to that song for anybody who may be unfamiliar with it. Holiday by The Turnstiles. The Turnstiles. I think Turnstile losing actually helps them keep their cool credibility. You know what? You got a point. Like, I think this song is fine, but if I'm being honest, I don't think it's song of the year material. The Taco Bell song, that's right. Shout out if you discover Turnstile from Taco Bell. We should talk about their uh, their fashion as well. You're right. As the folks at Revolver said, Turnstile didn't win a Grammy, but they won the red carpet. We've got uh, Harry Styles here <laughs> in uh, his like chainmail crop top. We've got Franz here with his uh, LV tote bag. I mean, you wouldn't be an LAF boy without a uh, LV tote bag, right? And then... Uh, this guy dressed like my mom when she was a secretary at Boeing in the 80s. Nice, a sensible sweater vest. Pretty little uh, short sleeve button up underneath. And then uh, Brendan here wearing whatever you want to call this. Um, listen, I get it. You know, you go to L.A. once, start hanging out with the wrong kind of people. Next thing you know, you're wearing chainmail crop tops to the Grammys. <laughs> GTA characters on random customization. Uh, anyway, you know, Brandy, I don't know. I mean, maybe like Black Keys or something seem like they'd probably be the best option. Um, Brandy Carlo is just a weird one. Best metal performance. We had Call Me Little Sunshine by Ghost, Will Be Back by Megadeth, Kill or Be Killed by Muse, Blackout by Turnstile. So the second nomination of the night. The winner is Ozzy Osbourne featuring Tony Iommi, Degradation Rules. And I'll be honest, um, I was not super familiar with this song. So here it is. I mean, it is, it sounds pretty good. It's definitely metal. Some harmonica. Speaking of Yellowstone, we've got to start it off with a big harmonica solo. A hardcore band has never won a Grammy. If Turnstile won, that would be a huge step forward for hardcore. You know, I mean, I guess that's true, but the Grammys are one of these things that don't actually matter to anybody other than the people in the band, basically, and like their mom. Like, it's not like if Turnstile won a Grammy that all of a sudden there'd be a ton of people going to drain shows or something. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, of course, it'd be cool if they won, but it just it wouldn't really make a difference. And the Grammys, for as much as people such as myself uh, talk about them in the media, they don't really do anything other than 
stroke the egos of the people who win the awards. You know what I mean? They're not actually important. Of course, it would be cool to see Turnstile win, but uh, uh, with Ozzy Osbourne, I feel like what they're doing here is kind of giving him a Lifetime Achievement Award. And, you know, I will never say a bad thing about Ozzy because obviously he's a legend. You know, I'm not unhappy about him winning a Grammy. But, you know, does anyone really think that this was like Ozzy's best work of his career? You know what I mean? Not so much. So I think what they're really giving him is a Lifetime Achievement Award. And again, like shout out to Ozzy, like nothing but respect for him. But I feel like they do that a lot. They give people a Grammy 20 or 30 years after their prime because they didn't recognize how important an artist was when they were actually, you know, in their peak. So I feel like they should just have another category for lifetime achievement where it's sort of like, oops, we should have given you a Grammy a long time ago. We fucked up. But giving these awards to these legacy artists, I think does more to hurt the Grammys and hurt the genre than it does to help. Like again, give Ozzy a Grammy, but it should be a lifetime achievement award, not the best metal performance because, you know, was this really the best metal performance of the year? I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, I think Spirit Box put stuff out this year. Whatever. You go down the list. Spirit Box, Falling in Reverse, Lorna Shore. You know, there's a ton of bands that I think are a little bit more relevant um, and probably put out something better than Ozzy that those are the kind of bands that should be represented here, in my opinion. The Grammys, I think, do a pretty good job of representing um, pop and rap. It's really like with rock and metal where they fall flat. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. 
And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. So again, best rock song. We had Red Hot Chili Peppers Black Summer. That's the dark side where um, Anthony Kiedis strangely developed an Irish accent 40 years into their career. Uh, Blackout by Turnstile. Uh, Harmonia's Dream by The War on Drugs. And Patient Number 9 by Ozzy Osbourne featuring Jeff Beck. And again, the winner is Broken Horses by Brandy Carlisle. So... Basically, um, Brandy Carlisle and Ozzy Osbourne sweeping the rock and metal um, category, which, I mean, we already talked about that. Is this is this really the best rock song of the year? That's my question. I don't, I don't think it is, but, uh, you know, whatever. These nominations just show how badly broken the Grammys are and how much they need some new blood on the nominating committee. I think I heard the average age of the people who vote is like 40. And uh, sorry, I mean, I'm in my 40s, but like people in their 40s should not be voting on this shit because we don't know what the fuck is up. (laughs) You know, we're out of the loop. We are not the people who should be voting on this stuff. Best rock album, we have Dropout Boogie by the Black Keys, Elvis Costello, The Boy Named If. This is a great example of it. Elvis Costello... The guy is like 65 or something. And I feel like, you know, I mean, I've talked about this before, but by all means, give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. But I don't know. Anyway, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, winner once again. But the real tragedy here, your man Machine Gun Kelly snubbed. Mainstream sellout nominated for Best Rock Album snubbed. I was really hoping that MGK would either win something or at the very least say something stupid Because I said, I have a baby coming. I need some views. Please, MGK, please say something stupid or win a Grammy. Like, I was hoping he would beat Turnstile for a Grammy so I could make a video called MGK Slams Turnstile at the Grammys. That would be 100,000 views in a day. But no, MGK didn't even have the decency to embarrass himself. In the best alternative music album category, we had Arcade Fire, uh, Big Thief, Bjork, Bjork, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, and the winner is Wet Leg. I feel like all, the alternative category to me feels like um, really the indie category. This is Wet Leg for anybody who may not be familiar. Perfectly fine. I feel like I'm not a good judge of this genre because this just seems like the same thing I've heard a zillion times. Which Target ad is this? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, But shout out to Wet Leg, I guess. Good for them. Wet Leg also won Best Alternative Music Performance. Lizzo wins Record of the Year with About Damn Time. By the way, I found out Record of the Year basically means like production of the year. So it's not about the song, I guess. It's about like production, engineering, mixing, that sort of thing. I haven't listened closely to this song, you know, with uh, that in mind, but I'm sure the production is great. Harry Styles wins uh, Album of the Year over ABBA, Adele, Bad Bunny, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Brandi Carlile, Coldplay, Kendrick Lamar, and Lizzo. I'm shocked 
that they didn't give it to Adele because I feel like Adele just automatically gets a Grammy for like anything she does. You know, Bad Bunny, I feel like really should be winning something because Bad Bunny is maybe the biggest artist on the planet. And it feels like he should be recognized for that. So it kind of sucks. It's cool that he got nominated, but I feel like he should have won something. Obviously, though, it should have been MGK. We all know that. It should have been Best Rock Performance, MGK. Best Metal Performance, MGK. Best Rock Song Performance. Best Rock Album. Best Alternative Album. Best Everything. Just Best of the Best of the Best of the Best. Should have been nothing but your man, Machine Gun Kelly. Anyway, let's see what other people had to say about it here. Again, courtesy of our friends at Loudwire. Let's see what they had to say. A lot of hurt feelings about Turnstile. Turnstile lost all three of their Grammy nominations and fucking Wet Leg won their nominations. The ceremonies haven't even started. This is already the worst Grammy since 2014. Do people really hate Wet Leg or something? I don't know enough about them, but do people really hate them? Turnstile didn't win any of the Grammys they were nominated for. It's true. Kind of sucks. They uh, they were. I, f I thought for sure if they got nominated for three... I thought for sure they would at least get one of them, and uh, apparently they did not. So, bummer for them. The Grammys haven't even started yet, and Turnstile already lost all three of its nominations. Don't text. Poor Audrey. Our thoughts are with you during this difficult time. Turnstile going 0 for 3 at the Grammys is my villain origin story. It's a mystery why Turnstile got robbed at the Grammys. Well, I don't think it is a mystery, because the way that... I mean, we've seen a million times... So there's a nominating committee and there's a voting committee. And so basically the nominating committee is very political. It's about like, who do you know? Who can you convince to vote on the nomination? And then the people who vote, like anybody who's a member of the Grammys can vote. And most of them are old and out of touch and they have no idea who Turnstile is. So they're not going to vote for a band that they have never heard of. That's why a lot of these like old farts keep winning because they're like, oh, I know who Jeff Beck is. I'll vote for him. So it's not a mystery to me why they got robbed, uh, but it would have been nice to see them win at least one of those. There's always an MGK hater or two seeing both idols and Turnstile lose to the Grammys, but not lose to MGK. Well, see, now that's what I was hoping. I was really, really, really hoping that MGK would beat Turnstile because daddy needs views. Some speculation about a guest appearance later in the night. Do you think Doja Cat will link up with Turnstile at the Grammys and make her hardcore dreams come true? For anybody who may not be familiar, Doja Cat was talking about how she wanted to start like a hardcore band. This is my first year voting and I found out you only get to vote in a few categories so most members are not picking rock to vote in. Okay, there we go. If you can only choose a few categories, you're going to choose the one that you think is most important that you know about. So you're not going to go vote on, you know, MGK versus Turnstile. But sadly, Turnstile and Doja Cat did not play a hardcore song, but I'm still hoping that uh, Doja Cat's hardcore band will come out. I think Brandy Carlisle beats Turnstile for best rock performance is all you need to know about the Grammys. Kind of true. Some people debating whether Brandy Carlisle is even rock or not. How does Brandy Carlisle mix with Idols, Turnstile, or Ozzy Osbourne in the same category? Yeah, you know, I'm not a big genre nerd, but I, I, I do think it's very wrong to have her in the rock category. I mean, it's not really a rock song. 
So I, I, I would put that in another category. What's with all the Aussie shame? Who's hating on Aussie? Turnstile not winning Grammys is an example of why you shouldn't care about award shows. Music, film, or TV, they're out of touch. It was nice. They got the mainstream recognition for a nomination, but fuck a consolation prize. Aussie winning over anyone is hilarious. Well, see, I don't agree with that. I mean, you gotta respect Aussie. Like, it shouldn't be surprising why Aussie would win over anyone in the medal category. You know what I mean? That should never be a surprise. Again, Aussie is maybe not at the peak of his career, but I mean, how could anyone be surprised that Aussie fucking Osborne won a medal Grammy? You know what I mean? Like, that's. That makes sense. None of that surprises me. Your man, Ryan Downey, friend of mine, all respect forever to Ozzy Osbourne, but handing him Grammys for best metal performance and best rock album is more lazy rec name recognition voting as usual. Now that is true. One of the Grammys already on his shelf is for a live version of Iron Man given 30 years after the song's creation. See, that's true though. You got to recognize this stuff when it's actually happening, you know? Don't give people these Lifetime Achievement Awards 30 years later. That's my issue with all these award shows, especially the Grammys. It's like, we've got to get people in there that can actually recognize stuff that's important while it's happening, or else these award shows will just continue to be less and less relevant every year. That's the part that I object to. Like, by all means, Ozzy should have won every fucking metal Grammy in the world in 1983, when Blizzard of Oz came out, or 81, whatever it was. Like, Ozzy should have won everything in the 80s, you know, maybe up until No More Tears. That was when he was at his prime, and that's when he should have won every fucking rock and metal Grammy there is. Not 2023, but still, nothing but respect to Ozzy. I'll, I'll never say a bad thing about Ozzy. Ghost fans taking it in stride. Yeah, Ghost is another one of these bands where, like, is Ghost even metal? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Ghost maybe should be rock either way, but it does feel like Ghost should win a Grammy. That's what I think. So anyway, what I was surprised by, though, as disappointing as a lot of that was, I feel like we keep talking about how the Grammys and the Oscars and all these other shows like get less and less relevant every year. And that's mostly true, but they actually did great this year. So the ratings jumped to 12.4 million viewers, the biggest since 2020. They were apparently up... Uh, 30% from last year, which drew in approximately 9.6 million total viewers after the live and same day tallies came in later in the week. So, I mean, as much as I want to say who gives a shit about the Grammys, apparently 12 million people did this year, which kind of surprised me. The last thing I wanted to talk about was kind of funny was people, especially those on the right, were a little bit mad about Sam Smith and Kim Petras's performance of Unholy, where they dressed up like devils and stuff. And there was a Pfizer commercial at the end. This this tweet I thought was hilarious. Robbie Starbucks says Sam Smith's satanic performance at the Grammys ended with a Pfizer commercial. You can't get it more on the nose than that. Pfizer and Hollywood deserve each other. What I think is really funny about this is, um, do you guys know who Robbie Starbuck is? Now he's like a MAGA political commentator, but he got his start directing videos for IC Stars, Ask Alexandria, like all those like crab core bands in the late 2010s. Yes, director to the scene stars. <laughs> it's the truth. So Robbie Starbuck went from directing IC Stars videos to uh, complaining about Pfizer and Hollywood satanic pedophiles on Twitter. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, so I feel like that's as good of a note to end it on as anything. I guess the real story here, you know, to me, I think for the people that watch my videos is everyone's going to be sad that Turnstile didn't win an Oscar. What are you going to do? There's always next year. I have a feeling. Just wait until the year 
2052. That's when Turnstile will finally win their Oscar for like some awful like greatest hits album they put out 30 years after their prime, their Oscar, whatever <laughs> Oscar Grammy, give turnstile an Oscar, give them a Grammy, give them all the awards, give them an Emmy, give them a golden globe, give them one of, give them one of everything, but wait until the year 2052 when they're 30 years past their prime. Cause, uh, that's what we do at these awards shows. So there it is. My thoughts on the 2023 Grammys. There they are. Should have been nothing but your man, Machine Gun Kelly. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>